When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. This is the Kings Road Slayer, Derek Neal, and you listening to the Wrestleville Podcast, Bubba. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is the King's Road Slayer from Bowling Green, Kentucky, Derek Neal. How are you? What's up? Thanks, thanks for having me on, Vinny. I appreciate it, Bubba. Hey, man, I am glad to have you here. I uh, was pleased to come across you. I, I came across you in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500 list. You were on the list. And I like that magazine because it allows me to put eyes on 500 wrestlers that I may or may have not. You know, I get to see their progress, but I get to discover a lot of people in different areas of the country. As you know, sometimes when you're in your own little bubble, that's all you know, right? And so, yeah, and but yeah, yeah, for sure. And like with wrestling, it's a it's a big world out there, you know. It really is. And you know what? You you have twenty year career. You are, like I said, you know, before we started rolling, you're the real deal, dude. I mean, you've been wrestling twenty years. You've been consistent. You've been wrestling the players. I mean, you. You really do have a, uh, you got a good thing going, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. That's, it's been a lot, a lot of work and sacrifice in 20 years, uh, to get where I am. But like, I've, I've, I've got to do quite a few, you know, really cool things and meet some really cool people. I saw that, uh, you had wrestled, uh, Rob Conway. Yes. Was, was that when he was the NWA world champion or when was that? I think uh, when I worked with him, he was actually world world's tag team champion one half at that time. I'm trying to remember who his partner was. It may have been Jack Day. or no, it may have been Matt Riviera when they were the Iron Empire. Actually, okay, yeah, yeah, and that might, yeah, with the. I think it was okay, okay, yeah, the and you know Matt Riviera. I mean, both those guys. I mean, they've been around for a while. I mean. Golly, those guys are wrestlers too, right? Well, very much so, yeah, in every sense of the word. When when you think about your career, you know, 20 years, and is, is this the first time you've been recognized in the magazine like that? Uh, no, um, my actually my first time was in uh, 2021. During that time, 
probably the the my predominant my most uh notable thing in that year was uh when i was a new south champion for new south uh pro wrestling based out of alabama so um yeah i was, I was wrestling there chattanooga st louis uh i would i'd work up there for uh paradigm pro wrestling in indiana uh, so I was keeping a pretty good schedule during that time too. Well, you you seem to be keeping a pretty good schedule now. I mean, I saw you, you know, Alabama. I saw, of course, Kentucky, but Illinois. I saw uh, Massachusetts. I mean, yeah, you've got some places, man. You're covering some ground. How important is it? For a wrestler, you think, and, and especially a wrestler that's been around as as long as you have to to hit the road like that. Well, you know, I well for me, um, you know, I was brought up in the in the two thousands, and just a lot of the veterans as I, that I was brought up around, you know, some of them, you know, did work in the territories, and you know, they were, you know, in the cars, putting in the miles, you know, every night, um, and I think. You know, that kind of got drilled into me early on. You know, I mean, you like at, at my point in my career, right? Like twenty years, like you see, you see the, all these territory guys when they're twenty years into their careers. I mean, they're still burning up the roads every day. Uh, you know, making that town to town to work. Um, so I think I think that work ethic kind of got instilled to me in me that like no place is too far. I guess you know, it, if anything else, I I mean. I've I've done some pretty crazy drives. Uh, I I like not long ago I did like a thousand miles on the road in a weekend. Uh, just myself, I've done fifteen hundred miles in a weekend. Um, I've I've wrestled in like Alabama on a Friday night, you know, for you know a promotion in Piedmont, Alabama, named Pro South, and then I'd get to I'd get home, I'd sleep a couple hours, and then I had to jump in the car to, you know, get to St. Louis to meet a carload, to, you know, we, we go out to Kansas City uh, to work for Central States Wrestling. You know, like, you know, if you want, if you if you truly love this business and the sport of professional wrestling, you know, I mean, you, you, you're willing to do anything to, you know, keep going, get your name out there and just, and keep putting in good work. You know, 20 years in the in the business and where you're sitting you know do you feel like i'm where i need to be i'm not quite where i thought it was gonna be you know what i'm doing pretty good you know there's i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that came in after you that have not stuck with it very much so um honestly out of out of all the guys that i started in with um when i broke in the business and started training and in late oh two, none of them are around anymore. I'm the only one um, out of out of the guys that I trained with, and you know, and you know, and in twenty years too. I mean, you do see a lot of people come and go. Some people that you know they break in the business with hopes and dreams, and you know they get a few years in and they realize you know well maybe this isn't for me. You know, like uh, you know, it's, a, it's like I said, it's a really growing business, not only like on a physical you know plane, but like even like mentally it's you know it's it's mentally tough like you got to be mentally and physically tough to do this and have longevity at it and keep going you know some people have that and 
and some people don't, you know. Uh, but as far as for me and my and my career, I mean, at the end of the day, we always, you know, my my dream was of course WWE, right? Just like just like anybody else, it kind of shifted over time. Like you know that that was my dream, and then it was, uh, well, if I could at least make a living at this, um, you know, then that'll you know then I that would be good enough, and then. And then I just got to where I didn't really worry about that stuff so much. Because I found, like, when I would worry about that too much and, like, harp on it and, you know, things weren't going to plan, you know, it would, you'd almost let it eat you alive, you know, Uh, you know, like on a mental level. But I found, like, whenever I would, when I kind of let go of all of that and just, okay, I'm going to, let's, let's just see how far I can take this, you know. And I felt like once I started doing that, like that's why I started doing some of the best work of my career. Yeah, isn't it funny? You know, you you can be going through your journey and you're thinking, well, you know, it's just not really kind of going the way that I thought it would. And golly, I thought it'd be further along. And then you finally yeah. get this stopping point where you you get to sit back and reflect, and you look back and you think, wow, man, I I, I did more than I thought I did. Yeah, like uh, that that's that's exactly it like you know like i've and sometimes i don't even realize it until i do things like this you know like these interviews or just or talk with uh talk with younger talent you know when i'm sharing stories and and you know tell them you know when they ask questions about where i've been what i've done and you know like i've you know i I haven't made a million dollars at this business and then honestly only very few of us do but you know, I got to do a lot of really cool things in, in wrestling as far as like, you know, some of the talent that I've worked with and, and got to learn from and travel with, even down to, you know, some of the venues I've even got to be in. I've got I've been fortunate enough to really work in some good historical venues over the years. So, you know, and even like with some of the talent I've I've worked with when they were younger and now they're they're, you know, big stars on T V making a lot of money. You know, I, I've and I, I've even though I'm just a small part, but I was a part of their journey, you know. Um, so that you know, that's that's some really cool stuff, you know, when you really think about it. Because like even even growing up, I had a lot of my friends had had this dream of being a wrestler, just like me. But you know, life happened for them where they didn't get to do it, and you know, I at least got to do it and got to try. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, not everybody gets to do. Yeah. And, and you're still doing it. Yep. Still going, man. I have a friend of mine that, you know, when, when we're talking about, uh, some of the books that I'm working on and I said, I tell him all the time, I said, well, man, I'm trying. He goes, you ain't trying, dude. You're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it, man. You're putting them out. But you know, when, when, when you're, and, and I think you know where I'm coming from with this is like. You know, it, it it's a lot of work, right? And so, yeah, uh, it's not easy, you know. But I mean, if it's if it's something you really want, and you know, you got the heart for it and the drive, you know, you'll do whatever it takes. Right, right. You know, let's talk about some of those. Uh, I I liked what you brought up about the the venues and some of the people you've been in the ring with. You know, if you can think back to some of the guys that. Uh, who who might be on the big stage that you that that you wrestled when when they didn't have a name? Who who are some of those gentlemen? Um, probably guys I've worked with uh, before they you know they hit it big. Um, I got to work with Austin Theory once. 
it was a multi-man match, but it was a match that we were we were in together on. I got to work with a young Kyle O'Reilly uh, right around 2010. I'm trying to think of anybody else. There's a couple more that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, but but those two really come out to you know come to mind. I mean, they had they come out and had really great careers. I never wrestled her, but I was around her a lot. I remember when. You know, because her her uh, dad he does a lot of a lot of ringside photos and promo photos and would film promos on shows I was on. I remember when Billy Starks was sitting front row, you know, and um, Colgate Gym, you know, for IWA Mid South, where I would be there, and she would help her dad with the promo pictures and, and things like that, and and seeing where she's got now with her career traveling all around the world, you know, um, you know, being at Ring of Honor. Uh, I just heard she's going to main event final battle. Just to see somebody as a kid and grow up into that, I mean, that's it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool that that I got to see that before my very eyes. And noticed that there was a recognizable name on your on your database that I recognized was Moonshine Mantel. Yeah, yeah, Moonshine, yeah. Yeah, I had him. He was on the show, but he's also he he wrestled in Texas quite a bit. Uh, now he's he's up in the St. Louis area, right? Uh, he's in KC, uh, on the Perry side. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's even got a. He's even training, uh, running a school. I think it's uh, trying to. I think it's like Kansas City Pro Wrestling Academy or something like that. Right. So that, right. Yeah, we talked a little bit about when I about that when I had him on the show. You know, there's a there's a lot of great wrestlers up in that area, right? Yeah, very much so, man. I really love wrestling in Kansas City a lot. I mean, you got you got Moonshine Mantel, you got uh, you know Jeremy Wyatt, is another great talent uh, from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, the Howlets are from that up around there. I'm trying to think, uh, Campbell Myers and uh, S.K. Bishops from there. There's a premier, I think is the name of their tag team. They're really good tag team, young tag team. There's a lot of really good talent in that area. Like the the shows that Michael Strider runs, uh, Central States Wrestling. Like, I mean, I'm talking top to bottom. Like every every match, everybody's delivering out there. It's a really fun place to be. And what do you what do you think it is for for a promotion to to uh... Obviously, um, he he's put in a lot of time, right? But I mean, what are the characteristics, like the obvious characteristics of a promotion like his? You know, what do you think they're they're doing right? Well, for me, what I think they're doing right is um, it's it's story driven. Um, you know, like there's a there's a reason behind everything that's that's on these on these events because uh, I mean, you know, stories is what. I mean, don't get me wrong, wrestling moves and stuff, that's all good. And you want that to be be good in the ring, uh, you know, for the fans, but the the story and then just the the stuff in the ring, the believability of it, um, you know, within the confines of pro wrestling, I think that's what what really helps his uh promotion be a success in my opinion. And I saw that you were wrestling up in Massachusetts up in the New England area. Uh, what what are the promotions that you're working with up there? The biggest one that I uh, that I've been that I was working with regularly up that way would be uh, Pro Wrestling Grind. 
Um, they're they're based out of East Hampton, Massachusetts. I would be uh, be up there, and then I would also work at a wrestling open in Worcester, Massachusetts. And uh, I I believe you had Mike Skyrose on here before. That is right. Yeah, he is actually. Uh, last time I checked, he is the grand grand champion. Um, but he's from that area. Um, and, and you know, he was a he was a stalwart, you know, on that show. And I mean, he's the mayor now. I mean, he's a champ, you know. But, uh, but when I was up there, like I'd work with uh, Rip Bison, uh, Perry Von Vicious. Uh, those guys are actually in Japan now. They're coming back to the U.S. They just finished a tour up. Um, but like, there's a lot of really good talent there too. And uh, the thing I love about that working up there is, uh, the style of, of wrestling up there. It's kind of more like, uh, I get more of like an eighties, nineties, like all Japan, like Kings road style. Um, that's my favorite style. Um, I, I just, I love wrestling that style, you know, war of attrition, you know, try, you know, just trying to be the better man and you know and i and i like the the slow the slow burn storytelling too with that with that style and the selling i mean i just like everything about it honestly um but uh but they're a very successful promotion as well i mean they do a lot of story driven stuff um in the northeast and, and it's hard-hitting wrestling you know right um it's uh you know you when you have that and you have stories that people can get emotionally invested in, you know, they'll, they'll put up their money because, you know, that's, that's what they want. You know, they want to be pulled into it. They, you know, they want, you know, and, and the same for like Kansas city or, you know, St. Louis anarchy is another one of those places. that's really good with storytelling. Like I love those places so much because like the, to the quality of the show, the story is so important. Like those people want to, you know, they may have had a rough day at work or, you know, a kid had a rough day at school. You know, they want to go forget about the world for a couple hours, you know, and I'm glad that we can do that for, for the fans. You know, when you talk about that area, there's a couple guys that their their name comes to my mind. You got H.E. Bond, you got Kenny Thomas, you got Alec Price, you got Dustin Waller, right? I mean, men, those guys are tearing it up. You got uh, Brett Gosling's up in that area, right? I mean... Those are those are guys. They're really, really cutting a uh, cutting a place up for themselves, don't you think? I think so. Um, and then, like, you got some other guys too. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of you know names come to mind for me. Uh, 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 Fancy Ryan Clancy. I think he's a good young talent. Um, who else? There's an I, I T.J. Crawford. I think he's really good too. Silver Sniper, really good hand. Um, there's like in that area and, and especially in Massachusetts, like there's a lot of like really good wrestling talent that that's young, you know, they still got a lot of time, um, left in their careers, uh, based upon their age. So like, I mean, I, I would say for that area for pro wrestling, like, you know, the future's pretty bright. Yeah, absolutely. But it's got to come from, you know, when you, when we talk about that, that many guys, right? A crop of guys like like that, right? I mean, that you could take any one of those guys and throw them in the main event or build a build a promotion around, right? It's got to come. Yeah. It's got to come from the top, right? You got good yeah. trainers up there, obviously. 
Yep, that's very important. You know, tra- yeah, training is definitely important. There's a lot of good schools in that area, but uh, you know, like even where I'm from down down here in, in the south, I mean, there's some really good talent down here too. Um, you know, you got AR Fox's school, you got Nightmare Factory uh, down here, but like you know, you got some really good talent like Jaden Newman uh, out of Chattanooga, really good talent. Um, he's been he's made some trips to Germany and stuff like that, Canada. Um, Adam Priest, um, Cruels from our, from our area, uh, AC Mack, he just retired, but, uh, he was a former, you know, independent wrestling TV world champion. Uh, Rico Gonzalez is another young guy, like up and coming, like really making waves that, uh, you know, I've even got to share the ring with that kid and he's got it. I, I'm trying, uh, you got the Cardis, you got carry off on the diggy. Uh, you know, like I, I would, you know, Colby Carino is a Carolina guy. So, you know, that's kind of Southeastern area. Uh, Eric Royal, I, there's a lot of really good talent, even in the South too. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's more, we're pretty deep out here too, as far as our talent pool. Yeah. What do you think the contrast of pro wrestling is from, you know, 20 years ago when you came in to today? It's, I mean, it, it the scene cracked wide open, right? Yeah. Um, like for me, uh, when I broke in, so, you know, let, like, let's think about it. So I started training in 02. I, I debuted in 03. So, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, you had to follow WCW and ECW. Um, you know, and I think honestly, you know, that kind of, you know, kind of put us in the dark ages, you know, in the independence, honestly. Uh, you know, you didn't have internet really uh you didn't have social media I, I tell some of these young kids you know that when i was sending stuff to promoters like it was a, a dvd of a match a, a eight by ten and a resume and a manila envelope and i hope that i got the right address and i hope i hear i get a phone call you know you tell guys that they're like yeah they just look at you like you're crazy because now you know so Promotions are so accessible now, you know, with email or a DM or social media or whatever. But, you know, back then, that's how you had to do it. Or, you know, you had veterans that, you know, through word of mouth would would get you a job somewhere, get you a spot. So, you know, I felt like uh, the the level of exposure was nowhere near, you know, what it is today compared to 20 years ago, um, in all honesty. You know, guys can go viral now and, you know, and, and get a tryout. Yeah, it was not like that for us uh, when I was coming up. It was, very, it, was a, it was a very hard time, I think, in, in the pro wrestling business of the 2000s. It was a very tough time compared to today. And with all the wrestling that is accessible today, I mean, one could OD on it. Man, you could. I mean, God, you could. You know, like, you think about it's astounding how much the hours of content gets put out just, just on a national television level. Right. Between WWE, AEW, you know, if, if impact or TNA, if that's accessible to you, ring of honor, and then that don't count, you know, the, the, the three live streams going on at the same time on a Friday night on IWTV, you know, your title match, high spots, uh, PS, I think PSN's a new streaming service. Like, I mean, like 
wrestling is more readily available now as far as like content than it than it's ever been. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? I find my uh, I find myself, you know, people are like, "Hey, did you did you see WWE or did you see AEW?" I was like, "No, I didn't," but I I did catch NXT and I caught some uh, OVW and I got uh, Submission Pro Wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and honestly, man, it's like it's so hard to keep up. You know, like it is. what I was naming off was just in the U.S. You know, like right. That they don't count for you know your your European companies like ICW, WXW. You know, they're partnered with WWE Network or you know New Japan, All Japan, Noah, Stardom. You know, it's you know just, just in the U.S. alone. I mean, you could probably watch wrestling almost twenty four seven just based off what what's out here in the united states i mean like worldwide i mean it's uh, it's just unreal how much is out there now it, it well you know for for the wrestling fan it's awesome right i mean it's oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's, uh you know the new saying goes you know you know different flavors of ice cream right with wrestling i mean well you know it's the the flavors are endless really you know um in, in today's world of professional wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, when you think about that, it's good for the fan, but is it is it good for the promotion? Is it good for the wrestler? I mean, if I could sit at my house and watch 20 hours of wrestling a week, 10 hours of wrestling a week, am I, am I going to a live show? Yeah, see, that's the thing about the streaming. It, it, I think it's a blessing and it's a curse. Uh, you know, it, there's a double-edged sword there. Um, you know, like the the good thing about it is, you know, it does get your get your product out to a potential worldwide audience. Uh, you know, that's definitely one good thing. And you know, then like if you if you catch you know a lot of buzz and you have like, and if your show puts off the right atmosphere, it, it could draw to. You know what I'm saying? To where people will be like, man, I got to see this in person, right? But it could also hurt you to where, you know, there could be a show and they don't want to feel like getting out of the house, you know? And they're like, oh, well, I think I'm just going to sit here and watch it on TV tonight. I'm not going to go to the building. You know, like, you know, and that's like, that that kind of stuff's working hurting ticket sales, you know what I'm saying? You know, on that. Like, one thing that I really liked was... um and I, I think it did help to a degree. I, it's a place in Pennsylvania that, that I've been working at this year. Um, it's called American Excellence Wrestling. Uh, they've been running the old Hamburg Fieldhouse that Vince Senior ran um, back in, you know, from 63 to 85. Uh, you know, the, this building's got a lot of history. I mean, you know, you know, Bruno San Martino's wrestled in that building or back when or you know, the, the Piper Snooker coconut incident happened in this building. I mean, it's a lot of history here. And uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, Kevin Kelly was actually a partner in this company. And one thing that I really liked about him was uh, he put he gave the approach, uh, if you don't buy a ticket, you miss it. And, uh, you know, and, and with, with that approach, I mean, you know, things did well. Um, as far as as far as the crowds and stuff, you know, because people didn't want to miss it, and you know, things got built to where you know, as far as storyline wise or, or guest appearances or 
you know, things along those lines. It got to where, you know, like these people are like, man, if I, if I miss this, you know, I'm going to be kicking myself. I better, I better be at the box office. You know, and that, you know, I, I kind of, I really liked that a lot just because it was something different. I mean, they don't get me wrong. They still film the shows and stuff, but you know, they didn't push it out to a streaming service or anything like that. You said it's a, it's a blessing because I could be, you know, I'm, I'm four hours, a good three and a half, four hours from San Antonio. Yeah. And that's, you know, if I have to work that day, I'm not driving up on a Saturday. I just, I just can't do it. I can, right. I can catch Mission Pro. I mean, it's like. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, or, you know, I, I, I watched something in Dallas the other night. I was like, man, I'm watching this live show from Dallas, Texas, in the comfort of my home. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for the fan, I mean, it, it's great. Um, and, I mean, I think even for for the promotion and the, and the wrestler, like, if you, as far as the way the shows ran, storylines, things like like that. I mean, you could have a lightning in the bottle moment where you know it, it could blow up and really get a lot of eyes, and it, it could create something to where like it would drive a fan, you know, to the point where man, you know, I I gotta be there in person to see this for myself, but um, because they they like what they're seeing on TV and they feel like they want to be there to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think sometimes you know stream like streaming and stuff can help with that. But, uh, but yeah, I think sometimes it could hurt too. It's kind of, it's just a double-edged sword, just like, just like anything else in life. I mean, there's pros and cons everywhere, right? There you go. There you go. Derek, how can fans find you on social media? If they want to watch any of your matches, how can you direct them? Um, if you want to follow me on social media, my Twitter is at Derek Neal 91, D-E-R-E-K-N-E-A-L 91. Um, my, uh, my Instagram is Derek dot Neil. And then, um, and then my Facebook page is Derek Neil official. Um, if you want to like my page there and follow me, um, trying to get a little bit better about keeping that one up to date. Um, I'm done for the year. Um, I, I wrapped up, uh, wrapped up my year yesterday, uh, for retinal wrestling, uh, down in, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. It's a new, new promotion that started in, back in April. Um, you can catch us on IWTV there, uh, you know, St. Louis Anarchy, uh, TWE, mostly everything. You can catch me on, on IWTV or if you like Central States Wrestling, which is a little bit more of a old school feel that I really enjoy. Uh, those shows are on YouTube on the Central States Wrestling YouTube channel. Um, and, you know, St. Louis Anarchy also has a YouTube channel that puts out a lot of the matches and stuff too. And, uh, you know, additional content as far as backstage interviews and video packages and things like that. Um, I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I do have a pro wrestling tea store as well. If you want to look that up, uh, pro wrestling tees is just, uh, search up the King's Road Slayer. And, and, you know, that's my, that's my store. I got one, I just got one shirt there right now, but I'm looking to get more designs pushed on there. All right, man. Well, good, good. There are a lot of, lot of stuff for where fans can find you. Derek, thank you, man. Thank you for your time. That was, I enjoyed the conversation for sure. Yeah, for sure, Benny. Thank you, brother. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. (laughs) 
This is Max Castellanos, El Chingón de Texas. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. This is ECW Original, The Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast, now that, my friends is just incredible. 